Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Patience Adamu. And I'm Curtis Vermont. And this is The Drip, a podcast about political decision-making during a racial revolution. Stick around as we analyze Canadian news and Black issues on a weekly basis. And if you like what you hear, if you think we've got the sauce, subscribe. On this week's episode, we discuss some of the top headlines from the week of April 18th, including... Ontario workers are finally getting paid sick leave. It only took a few months of outrage. Tighter stress tests are coming, but will they be enough? Guilty, guilty, guilty. Go to jail, Derek Chauvin. Rest in power, Micaiah Bryant. And plenty more. Jumping to our next politics story. So, patients, there's there's no plan to discuss yet regarding... um, paid sick leave for Ontario workers. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's no details to talk about in terms of wh- how this will impact uh, Ontarians. However, I think it's really important. I think we discussed about that. We, we really think it's important to assess where we are in light of Doug Ford's incompetence from last weekend. Um, I mean, did you, did you see his crying on Monday? Yeah, fam. Don't piss me off. Like What? Why why are you crying, fam? You have you have been ignoring advice for months. Why are you crying? It's it's literally as a result of your doing. You know, I, I can't help but think, again, from my political just vantage point, that that was meant to be a ploy. I mean, because all the things that I know about Doug Ford, I know he's a pretty hard guy, man. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about a major drug dealer from Etobicoke. So, um, like, I, I, yeah, sure, it was a ploy. I hope it didn't work. Like, it did not work for me. Obviously, I, I've been angry, so it's not going to help me. Yeah, but um, who, who exactly is falling for this ploy? I mean, I saw a ton of people, uh, even on Block To. Um, you know, I'm, I'm one of those folks who comment every now and then, hopefully something smart, not hopefully, <laughs> I'm one of those folks who, who, who likes to, you know, inject yeah. some intelligence into the, into the, 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 the public discourse every now and then. And, and what I was pointing out was that, yo, th- this is not the time for, for crying. This is the time for competence. And there were so many people not necessarily responding to me, but okay. So there, there were a ton of people who agreed with my comment, like hundreds but there were hundreds more who agreed with people saying, oh, why are we bullying Doug Ford? And all you are talking about how, you know, pink shirt day and bullying and um, like, I feel sorry for him. What? How self-centered do you need to be to make a pandemic that has destroyed 
you know, people's lives in terms of jobs and things like that. And, and really, really hurt, you know, the, the, the nurses and doctors and like these people are, have been operating at a hundred percent or 110% for a, a full year. And you go and you start crying, making this about you. How self-centered do you have to be to think that that's okay? How incompetent do you have to I mean, I think, I think there's no, I can't see where the incompetence ends and the self-centeredness begins. I hear that. It's just a big blob of like, resign. 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 You know. It's okay. We're not bullying you. We're just telling you that it's time to do what is right. Take a step back, fam. What is this? Honestly, man, um, you know, the first thing I did when I saw all that unfolding was laugh just at the sheer stupidity of this government. But as I thought on the change more and the change back, I, I realized that this was a perfect example. And when I say change back, I mean, you know, removing the police powers. Um, I realized that this was a perfect example of how everyday people like you and I do have power in our democracy, right? Yeah. You know, in, in Western democratic governments, they, they they always listen when the outcry is widespread enough. It's even happening right now in the U.S. under Biden, right? In our case, Doug Ford lost support not only on the left, but also on the right, his own base, not only from the opposition, but his own MPs. Did you see that letter from uh, Christina Maitas? No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, she. Uh, I mean, look, she, she didn't blast them, but apparently, like, one of the first, her first sentence was apologizing for blasting them in person, essentially, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, right? Uh, not just from ICU doctors, but his own science table. Mm-hmm. Um, not only those who are paying attention, but also those who. Uh, only passively are aware of what's going on. Not just essential workers, but all workers, and not just black people, but all people, right? I mean, it's it's always in the interest of Western democratic governments to give the people at least some of what they want, or they risk losing power, which every government avoids. So to understand, for those of you who like to read, and if you want to understand more about how politics in Canada and, and Ontario generally works, Pick up the book, The Ugly Canadian, The Rise and Fall of a Caring Society by Barbara Murphy. You'll enjoy it. Jumping to the Canadian economy. As many of you know, we've been following Wagwan with the economy and the housing market in particular for a little while now, especially in light of runaway housing costs revving up due to the pandemic and people being willing to spend crazy amounts of money on those houses. Well, it looks like regulators are finally doing something about it, seeing as the Superintendent of Financial Institutions, or OSFI, will be tightening the stress test for uninsured mortgages, which the Bank of Canada also supports. In a statement, the central bank governor, Tiff Macklem, said, quote, given elevated levels of household debt and the risk it may overstretch in the face of rising housing prices, we welcome the proposal by the OSFI to introduce a minimum qualifying rate for uninsured mortgages. New measures just announced in the federal budget will also be helpful, end quote, as he referred to the plan to spend $3.8 billion dedicated to uh, building or repairing 35,000 housing units. 
So what this means is that as of June, the qualifying rate for uninsured mortgages will be either 2% above the market rate or 5.25%, whichever is higher. And the current rate right now is 4.79. Any thoughts on that development? Is that what you wanted to see? Yes, yes. I wanted to see more control of, uh, you know, housing units that are going out of control Mm -hmm. in terms of their costs. So, yeah. Do you think it'll have the desired effect or? That's the thing. I, I'm, I'm not sure, but I mean, thanks for trying. Like, we'll see. Mm, Let's see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, I mean, that might, you know, I think we know that this is necessary and we know that it does have an effect. It's just really, I, I really don't know it's going to be enough. And if not, what else is next? Right. Moving on to blackity black, black news. It's guilty, guilty, guilty for Derek Chauvin. I don't know about you folks, but, you know, I was pretty surprised at the threefold conviction for Derek Chauvin. George Floyd's brother uh, was quoted after the verdict uh, as saying, quote, I was just praying they would find him guilty. As an African-American, we usually never get justice. Nope. End quote. And and that is the closest explanation of what I felt, Curtis. Mm. The second-degree murder charge said Chauvin assaulted Floyd with his knee, which unintentionally caused Floyd's death. The third-degree murder charge said Chauvin acted with a, quote, depraved mind, end quote. And the manslaughter charge said his, quote, culpable negligence, end quote, caused Floyd's death. Chauvin could face up to 40 years in prison for second-degree murder, up to 25 years for third-degree murder, and up to 10 years for manslaughter. Minnesota's sentencing guidelines recommend that about 12.5 years in prison for each murder charge and about four years for the manslaughter charge. In this case, the state has changed, sorry, the state has asked for a tougher series of sentences than the recommendations provide. Chauvin's sentencing is set for eight weeks from the date of the verdict. Any uh, comments on this, Curtis? You know, it's um, leading up to the verdict. Um, you know, I, I had been, and I still am, um, taking in perspectives from different sources, including Sean King. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe it was the day before the verdict that I first listened to one of his, I guess his podcast. And it was, it was, it was him. It was through him that I felt that the case would end in a positive way. Hmm. Um, You know, he's a lawyer himself, obviously. He's not just a journalist. He's not just an activist. He actually has legal acumen. So, um, you know, in in his uh, very in-depth following of the case, he, he pointed out various things, including the fact that the prosecution did a masterful, that was his exact word, a masterful job of, of prosecuting Chauvin, whereas mm-hmm. his defense did a terrible job, an mm-hmm. absolutely terrible job. And he also went to, at lengths to kind of point out that now that doesn't mean that the case would have ended the way that it did. There's obviously plenty of times. It's just that it's, it's, it's interesting to note that usually... Uh, prosecutions are very good and they tend to not be good mm-hmm. when prosecuting police. And that, that, you know, this case marked a turn for that. Um, he also 
he pointed out that there's never been up until this point, essentially, no person has ever been held responsible for the lynching of a black body in the United States. Are you kidding? Not one. And so whereas, and this is the main point here, whereas this is absolutely monumental, good, important that he is guilty on all charges, it is not justice. It is accountability. It is not justice. And it will hopefully bring us to a point where we have more justice. But right Right. now we even need to, we're, we're grasping for more accountability. Yeah. Those are my thoughts. Another reason why my my relief or my joy around the Chauvin case was was dampened was because it was immediately followed, at least in in my world and in, in, on my social media feed, it was immediately followed by the news of police having shot and killed sixteen year old Micaiah Bryant yep. in Columbus, Ohio. Same, and and just one more point. I mean. She is one of 75 cases just within the period that George Floyd, or rather, uh, showed. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Robin has been on trial alone. Right. 75 black Americans. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. Like we can't even keep up. Right. It's like, I keep seeing, you know, we're, we're going to interrupt the coverage of the Chauvin case to cover another person and another person and another person. So it just continues to be exhausting and, and extremely devastating. For the case of Micaiah Bryant, apparently what happened is that Micaiah lived in a, a foster home and had gotten into an altercation with another child in the home. Franklin County Children's Services confirmed that Bryant was in foster care at the time and in the custody of Children's Services. According to Angela Moore, who cared for Bryant in that foster home, the fight started over housekeeping issues. Officers arrived on the scene at 4.44 p.m., broad daylight, and a slowed-down version of the body camera footage appears to show Bryant in an altercation with two other people, with her lunging at one of them with something in her hand just after an officer arrived. Mm -hmm. The officer was identified by the police chief as Nicholas Reardon, who immediately fired his weapon four times while Bryant and another girl were struggling against the side of a parked car. A knife could be seen next to Brian's body after the shooting. I have watched, I should really stop watching this stuff, but I have watched three angles of this incident. Mm-hmm. So I've watched the body camera footage. I've watched somebody who's on the sidewalks footage. Mm-hmm. And I've also watched, apparently the person across the street had some um, security camera footage because he keeps security cameras 
aimed at his driveway. Mm-hmm. So in in all of the footage, you can see Micaiah is going after one of the other girls in the home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My thing is, and maybe this is a stupid question, but my thing is, whatever happened to shooting in the air to get the attention of the people? I mean, yeah, that's 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 one of the questions, right? You shoot in the air four times, ten times, however many times it takes, because that scares people in and of itself. People stop. They're children, right? These are 15, 16-year-old girls. You shoot in the air. They stop. They look, and they see that police have just arrived on the scene. Mm-hmm. But what Reardon did was immediately after getting out of the car, he shoots Bryant. Yeah. Which... Like, did she even know the cops were there? Or, like, you know, it, it's that just... That he was there. That he was there? Yeah. Yeah, because, like, by that time, I understand that by that time, you know, there were actually all other police on the scene. The, the, the scene was chaotic when right. this last cop pulled up. Like, he, he hadn't... So the scene wasn't under control, but it was not out of control to the point where you need to shoot somebody in the back. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, one thing you already pointed out, he could have shot in the air if, if you really think it got to a point where he needed to unholster his service weapon. But he could have used they, – they all police, all the various police that were there on the scene, could have used pepper spray. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, and then the fun- – Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I don't know if you're going to mention this. Or, you know, because Sean King pointed out similar to um, – uh, I'm forgetting his name now, but the young man in Chicago who unfortunately died, who was who was killed, similar to that, this 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 wasn't an easy situation, right? He, no, it's, yeah, it's King, not black and white. Sean yeah. King pointed out, like, yo, it's it's you know, it's 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 tough, but the fundamental question is, if that little girl was white, and if them people that was fighting were white, would he have been so quick to shoot? And the answer is obviously not. Absolutely. I mean, it should be no for everybody, right? And that's what's at that's that's essentially what's on trial here, man. The the, the lack of duty of care. Absolutely. Or the disregard for duty of care. Absolutely. Whereas we are now having to mourn the loss of a sixteen-year-old girl who you know was in what is essentially a domestic violence case. And who was and who, by the way, was 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 the, trying to defend herself? Right, right. And who I, I did I didn't even mention that she was the one who called police. Right. In in a in by the way a stand your ground state, which also it really asks a lot of questions. Like if even if she had killed whoever she was going towards, would that actually have been illegal? Right. <laughs> We always talk about George Zimmerman and what he did in a stand your ground state. Yeah. And remember, George Zimmerman was never convicted of any charges. In fact, he's signing books. Although this case is not as black and white as as the other cases that we've seen, um, it is still clear that there was that that things would have been different had the people involved not been black. Mm. And, um, you know, by 8.30 p.m. on the day of the shooting, people had already started gathering with Black Lives Matter signs. Many more marched towards the Columbus police headquarters, chanting, say her name, Micaiah Bryant, and others are standing in solidarity 
with this group uh, across the nation. I've seen that Micaiah Bryant's TikTok videos have been going viral as people work through this very devastating murder. And um, actually, I I don't know if you want to talk about um, LeBron James, but LeBron James, I think, is from he's he's from Akron, Ohio. And I think anytime something happens in Ohio, he he contributes Mm -hmm. and he put he posted a picture of the officer Nicholas Reardon Mm -hmm. and said, you know, you're next. Um, We want accountability. Mm -hmm. And apparently Trump called him a racist. I mean, he he posted and deleted what he said about you're next. But I I just want like, we know that LeBron James is not a (laughs) racist. He he cannot. It is not possible in the United States in the current (laughs) socio-economic like it's just not possible. <laughs> it's not possible for a black man to be a racist given the current state of the United States of America. Let's just be clear there. Correct. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah. In terms of Trump, um, somehow getting access to a Twitter account or an Instagram account and trying to participate in these conversations. Ooh, I forgot about that one. Have several seats. How was that even allowed? At well, anyway. Yeah. Uh, which is why, like, yeah. Anyway, it's it's a, it's very very interesting. I I don't think demanding accountability makes anybody a racist, even if they're white, and the person they're account they're demanding accountability from is black. You know, but uh... a new dragon is in the dragon's den. We wanted to end on some good news this week in our blackity black black segment. So, CBC announced that Wes Hall will enter the den for season 16 of Dragon's Den. Wes Hall, a black man, is the executive chairman and founder of Kingsdale Advisors and founder and chairman of the Black North Initiative. He brings a diverse range of expertise to the den. Recently named to McLean's power list ranking of the 50 most powerful people in Canada, Hall is an innovator and entrepreneur who was revered as one of Canada's most preeminent power brokers. Wes Hall is quoted as saying, quote, I am excited to join Dragon's Den and sit alongside some of our country's biggest and brightest business minds. As a lifelong entrepreneur, I know firsthand how much drive and dedication it takes to build a business, especially as a black person in Canada. I look forward to sharing my challenges and my experiences to help guide other black Indigenous, and people of color entrepreneurs on a path of success. Not only do I plan to make some incredible deals, I plan to help level the playing field for BIPOC entrepreneurs, end quote. Jennifer Detman, executive director of Unscripted Content at CBC, said, quote, We are thrilled to welcome Wes as a Dragon investor this season. Wes brings fresh perspective to the den, as well as an unwavering commitment to create more opportunities for emerging and BIPOC entrepreneurs, which is sure to lead to some innovative deals in the den this season, end quote. Hall's track record extends beyond the corporate boardroom. As an entrepreneur, Hall is the owner of QM Environmental, a leading national environmental and industrial services provider with over 450 employees. He owns Titan Supply, a top manufacturer and distributor of rigging and wear products serving industries in the oil, gas, construction, and transportation sectors, and Harbor Club Hotel, one of St. Lucia's premier resorts. 
He's also a proud investor and supporter of many burgeoning small businesses. Additionally, Hall is an instructor at the Rotman School of Management of the University of Toronto, where he teaches black entrepreneurship and leadership in Canada, a first-of-its-kind course in North America that provides students with a deep understanding of the systemic anti-black racism faced by black entrepreneurs, as well as the cultural impacts and how to navigate the system. Congratulations, Wes. Jumping to questions for the audience. So this week, the government closed the borders to India and Pakistan, considering that they're having some very real problems in both countries right now containing the variants of the virus. And 50% of cases at the border stemming from those countries, despite those countries only representing 20% of travel. Mm. That said... We still know that air travel accounts for only 2% of cases as of right now in Canada. We also know that in places like Toronto, 25% of cases stem from factories. So 2% from travel, 25% from factories. We took a ton of time to shut down our industry, but it only took a few, what, I don't know, a day, apparently, to shut down the border to two brown countries? Yep. Fundamentally, do you think it was the right move? You've just listened to episode Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. We're releasing pods on a weekly basis, so subscribe to stay up to date. You can also keep up with us on our Instagram and through our Patreon pages dedicated to the podcast. Follow us or support us at the Drip TO. We love our many non-BIPOC listeners, but we have a message specifically for our Black listeners. We hope that you know that this is a safe space for you. So if you have any feedback or questions, feel free to slide in our DMs and let us know what's up. We'd also like to give a special shout out to Toronto's very own Be On Location for our new sound. You can find more tracks from him wherever you get your music. See y'all yeah. next time. I told you I'm coming back with this one, right? Yeah. Let y'all feel it out. Feel hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.